The Powers on Sports podcast is brought to you by Titan Home Lending, Print and Marketing Solutions, and Star Alvarado. Enjoy the podcast. Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. A kick. It is To beat the man, you gotta beat the man. The two-one swung lane drive left field. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the run of the play. This is the Powers on Sports podcast. All right, welcome in Powers on Sports podcast. Hope you had a great Fourth of July weekend. Uh, hopefully everybody was safe on the fireworks front, had plenty of good food, whether you went out for some barbecue, actually went out for a little seafood with with mom on Tuesday, or if you cooked out at your house, some ribs, hot dogs, hamburgers. Maybe you saw the uh, hot dog eating contest on, on the 4th, Joey Chestnut once again defends his title with 62 dogs that he puts down in 10 minutes. And oh my gosh, the commode, the commode, the commode on Tuesday night somewhere in the uh, metropolitan New York area. God bless the the uh, the carnage that was done Tuesday night somewhere with Joey Chestnut and company competing in the uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest, which had a weather delay, got delayed the competition a couple of hours, but they did get it in. So uh, fourth of, post fourth of July episode. Appreciate you finding us. If you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button on your pot favorite podcast platform. The episode will get brought to you every single week. Appreciate your help. Also, you can find our video interviews, this one that we're recording now. Uh, you can find it on my YouTube channel, the Jason Power Sports channel, and on Twitter at JPO Sports. We've got a good episode for you today. We're going to talk to Peter Blake, the host of the Sports Web online uh, sports show down here in Tampa. Peter covers all the Tampa Bay sports teams, the Lightning, the Rays, the Bucks. We're going to talk to Peter about a little NFL gambling scandal. We're going to talk about the kind of the NFL gambling policy that's been put in place. Some suspensions were announced last week. We're going to talk a little MLB trade deadline coming up here. Will the Rays make a move? Kind of the stadium situation. Will Shohei Otani get traded now that Mike Trout's hurt, Rendon's hurt? Shohei Otani left the game a couple days ago with with a, with a blister issue. Will this lead to the trade of Shohei Otani as we approach the deadline? Trout's going to be out six or eight weeks, so we'll talk about some trade scenarios involving maybe Otani and some other guys around the league with Peter Blake, as well as we'll hit a couple of NFL training camp uh, topics as training camp is about three weeks away for most teams around the league. So. Got a good, like I said, good episode for you. Before we get to Peter Blake, I'm going to hit on a couple topics from around the sports world the last uh, week or so that are that are kind of the high-profile topics for you uh, as well. Uh, we got the uh, MLB All-Star Game coming up next week. Those rosters were announced. Again, you're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of the big big players are not going to be playing. We had a rash of injuries in the last seven or eight days. Kershaw, McClanahan, Otani, Trout. Some of these guys that are not going to no longer going to be in the game. 
Uh, we're going to talk about the value of the game. The home run derby is going to be uh, probably the, to me, that's the marquee event of that weekend is going to be the home run derby. Um, if you want to check out kind of all-star experiences, check out my last week's podcast. We talked to Chris Perez, our baseball analyst, two-time MLB all-star closer for the Cleveland Indians played for three or four major league teams talking about his all-star experience, what the league does on the experience level, as far as for the players, you know, locker room stuff, chatter in and around the locker room, team meetings, things like that. All of those kind of things as we, as we approach the trade deadline and the all-star weekend. So check that out as well. So um, ESPN, huge news coming out of ESPN into last week. The layoffs and contracts that were not renewed were announced. Some pretty big name on-air people let go by ESPN or their contracts not renewed by ESPN. Names like Susie Colbert, Jalen Rose, Keyshawn Johnson, Steve Young, huge name Jeff Van Gundy from the NBA coverage, David Pollack from ESPN Game Day, Max Kellerman. Uh, Doug Kazarian, who kind of spearheaded their gambling uh, set of shows that kind of uh, blossomed the last year or so, let go. So uh, lots of names being let go from ESPN. You know, you, you saw probably the news a month or so back. They signed Pat McAfee to a huge deal. How much did McAfee's contract lay? Uh, you know, we'll talk, I'm going to talk about some of that here in just a second. Did McAfee's. You know, you got ESPN laying off people, but they're going to go pay Pat McAfee 18 or $20 million a year to do stuff on the platform. So just some interesting names there. Uh, y'all, we're going to, you also have NBA free agency underway last weekend, huge, uh, you know, over a billion dollars in contracts given out. You still have the, uh, where will Dame Lillard go? He finally requested a trade, uh, out of Portland. Where will James Harden end up? And also some news coming out of the NBA early this week is they've announced their in-season tournament is going to be a for sure thing here in December of this year. There's going to be an in-season tournament. Um, the final four is, has been announced that they're going to play the final four of the in-season tournament in Las Vegas uh, for the final four. So more details of that tournament are coming up. Summer league coming up. Victor Wembayana is going to make his debut uh, later in the, later this week, probably on Friday out in Vegas at the Summer League. So that'll be some interesting stuff too. So, all right, let's first get to ESPN and the layoffs. <clears throat> Again, some huge names that we all have, you know, have got accustomed to seeing the last 10, 15 years ESPN, Susie Culver's of the world, Keyshawn, you know, interesting for me was how some of these salaries that were released for some of these guys, not everybody's salaries released, but some of these salaries that were released were trickled out. A guy like Keyshawn Johnson making four and a half million dollars a year. Are you kidding me? All he pretty much did, you know, he was, you know, he was part of their morning show, their national morning show, Jason Williams, Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman was also another casualty. You kind of saw that coming once he was removed from first take uh, probably about a year ago through Stephen A, you kind of felt that might be coming. Um, his his impact at the network ma ma major league uh, uh, marginalized there. They moved him to the morning shows. Him, Keyshawn, Jay Will. To me, that's just ain't a great show. You know, Keyshawn Johnson making four and a half million dollars a year to do that show, do some NFL live stuff. He wasn't even a part of really the Sunday NFL countdown. Matt Hasselback, another guy part of the NFL countdown team, was let go. You know, Susie Calber, Steve Young. Part of the Monday night countdown team let go. Um, so just some interesting names. Todd McShay, 
huge guy in their scouting and their draft coverage. He also did college football sidelines. He was also part of the the carnage as well. David Pollock, part of the uh, game day crew. Gene Wojciechowski, part of the game day crew, kind of the Tom Rinaldi type storyteller, uh, essayist for ESPN. He, his contract was, was not renewed and he was let go. Jeff Van Gundy, huge name out of the on the NBA coverage on on the number one team. Mike Breen, Mark Jackson, and Jeff Van Gundy. Very surprising to see Jeff Van Gundy let go. Um, you know, to me, if you're going to let somebody go, it ain't Jeff Van Gundy. You you can find some other people on the NBA coverage to let go. He was really good. Probably he might have been <clears throat> part of his dismissal. Might have been he he wasn't afraid to challenge the NBA on some things, some topics, some issues some rule changes, things like that. He wasn't afraid to speak out against the NBA. Did Adam Silver in the NBA kind of behind the scenes say, tell ESPN, hey, you got media rights uh, negotiations coming up soon. We'd like to see a couple changes on the broadcast team. Maybe that was one of the stipulations. Who knows? But again, very surprising that Jeff Van Gundy let go. You, you have to figure that ESPN, I mean, that, that TNT might be in the mix for him. A lot of speculation that NBC is going to make a big run at the NBA at the next uh, media rights deal comes comes of age here in the next six months to a year. Could Jeff Van Gundy be the number one guy at NBC if they got the rights? I would think so if he if he got the rights. Um, so Jalen Rose, another guy to me, he was a guy that was way overpaid. All you know, he was on the NBA NBA countdown coverage pregame show. Did not, to me, did not add a lot for what he was making. He was well over $5 million a year. Uh, you know, if you're if you're ESPN, you don't know this, ESPN is really, their revenues have really been affected by uh, <clears throat> subscribers. So many people are getting rid of cable, going to streaming services. ESPN has kind of trickled out that they're going to be going direct to consumer here, not before long in the next couple of years, where you can pay for just ESPN and their networks as opposed to it being part of their that you know your cable coverage with Hulu and all the streaming services. I think ESPN's their model, the revenue model's changing. So they've had to they you know to me this is just getting rid of some of the 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 fat and the dead weight. Some of these salaries are incredible to think what some of these guys were making for the amount of work and contribution they were doing. I don't have a big problem with a guy like Keyshawn Johnson, Jalen Rose, just not worth the money they were making. I don't know if they were offered a reduced salary to stay on. Um, you know, a guy like Steve Young he works the NFL. I don't, I'm, don't know what he was making, but I'm sure it was a pretty penny. Um, don't Again, don't know if they were offered reduced salaries to stay on. Uh, Susie Kahlberg, somebody who's been with the network for a long time, um, she was she was let go as well. They might be going in a different, different direction as far as hosting those things. You know, names like Laura Rutledge, you see her on the NFL coverage a lot. Wouldn't sh- shock me one bit if she's the new Monday night countdown person. Um, <clears throat> you know, Matt Hasselback, again, ESPN, the Sunday morning countdown team, not the most provocative uh, ESPN coverage. Hasselback was decent, but he's, he was never going to ruffle any feathers, things like that. Remember, you have Rex Ryan as part of that, Sam Ponder, Teddy Bruschi. You know, that's probably got two two people too many as part of that uh it's part of that coverage. You don't need six people doing a uh, doing doing a, a Sunday countdown show on ESPN. Three or four people's plenty. You got insiders with Mortensen. You got uh, Schefter. You don't need five other people sitting at the desk talking NFL games. That's to me the worst of the uh, NFL pregame shows. Is ESPN. Not a big fan of Sam Ponders. Uh, I don't think she's terrific at what she does. But 
Um, they're going to keep, you know, she's, she's obviously the host, but Matt Hasselbeck is part of the, uh, as far as the Pat McAfee effect, I think David Pollock is a guy and Gene Wojciechowski are guys that probably behind were probably uh, casualties of Pat McAfee because you got to think part of his salary is being expensed by different people within ESPN. You know, he, he's going to have a full-time role on college game day. Now, whatever portion of his salary is being paid by the game day budget probably had to affect a guy like David Pollock and Wojciechowski. Again, you don't want to have too many people on that broadcast. Now that McAfee's going to be an every week guy, that's probably one too many guys you have on that set. You got Desmond Howard. You still got Lee Corso, who's probably got to be at the end of the road here. Maybe one more year, Lee Corso. You got Reese Davis. You got McAfee. You have, um, you know, Herb Street, obviously. It's a big budget. A lot of money, a lot of salaries. Herb Street's making a ton. Uh, McAfee's now making a ton and you know, some of that money is being expensed through the college game day budget. So, you know, they did just lose Chris Felica to Fox. Um, but Pollock to me is probably a casualty of, of them bringing on, uh, Pat McAfee at such a big number. Wojciechowski was kind of their storyteller. I was surprised they let him go. Cause he did it again. I don't know what he's making, but, um, you know, I'm sure he did stuff for the ESPN.com ESPN game day. You could have used him in some other areas, <clears throat> Or maybe you're just bringing, you're, maybe you're just trying to get cheaper in that area. I don't know. It's from from a finance, but you can definitely see ESPN cutting back on the salaries, the bloated salaries of a lot of these guys. Again, don't know how many contracts were just not renewed versus people given an opportunity to stay on at a reduced salary. Don't know that. That's not all been released. But again, car, uh, you know, a lot of moves at ESPN. You're probably going to see more moves. Stephen A. Smith has hinted that we some more moves coming in the near future. Don't be surprised if you see a couple big, big names get more big names get let go, especially the people that are making a lot of money that aren't doing a ton of work on the network. You know, Stephen A is a guy that does a lot of different stuff for ESPN throughout the year. You know, obviously you got Mike Greenberg's making a big number. You got Billis, but you see these guys on different platforms. Um, you know, you just you saw some ESPN anchors let go as part of this. Neil Everett, who'd been there a long time, the kind of the LA based uh, sports center guy, he was let go. Um, Interesting, interesting times at ESPN and more, more, more cuts to come. So um, again, how many of these guys will hook up with Fox and some other outlets, um, you know, FS1, some of these maybe sports gambling sites, DraftKings, FanDuel, things like that. Um, who knows? NFL Network, uh, MLB Network, NBA Network. It'd be interesting to see where these, some of these uh, talents end up. There's a lot of good people. But again, there's to me there were some there were some obvious easy uh, reductions in salary that could have been made for, for for guys that to me weren't very good on the air and didn't offer a lot outside of their small little niche of what they talked about. So uh, more to come out of ESPN MLB All Star Game coming up next week Tuesday in Seattle. <clears throat> to me, the MLB All Star Game is irrelevant now. There's nothing on the line. You're gonna have several guys not participating in the game this year due to injury. Kershaw, McClanahan, Otani, Mike Trout, um, you know, those kind of guys that are not going to be in the game really takes away from the game due to injuries. I mean, it's not their fault. They got hurt. I get it. But it's going to be a, a disastrous Tuesday night rating for me outside of seeing the, the guys introduced. We'll not watch a minute of that game. There's nothing on the line. Those kind of things. The marquee event, an all-star game, all-star weekend is going to be the Monday night, the home run derby in Seattle. In Seattle, you got some big names. 
Julio Rodriguez, who's the uh, hometown guy. You're going to have Pete Alonzo, Randy Arozarena. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> obviously Alonzo's won that event multiple times. You got Arozarena. You got some other big home run. Mookie Betts is involved in it. I like that. Mookie Betts is going to be. So you got some star power in the home run derby, which I like. That'll be the marquee event of that of, of that weekend will be the home run derby Monday night. I will probably watch some of that. But, but again, Monday night, home run derby in Seattle. Tuesday night, not much of a viewership. I don't think it's probably going to be a lousy viewership in Seattle. Uh, I believe the game, I'm sure, is probably on Fox, if I, if I, if I get that right. And you'll get to see Jeter and A-Rod and Big Poppy and all that in the pregame show. So there's your all-star game coverage. <clears throat> NBA free agents, the last thing I want to talk about before we get to Peter Blake. Again, free agency started over the last weekend with the, with the open tampering period. I don't get that. If you're going to have that period, just start just start free agency that day. This whole three days of tampering and you can't sign until July 6th. You basically give them a six-day window. I don't get it, but it is what it is. You know, over a billion dollars, I think it's like $1.5 billion in contracts were signed, inked over the uh, first three, four days. You know, obviously you saw some... Uh, Tyree stays in Dallas for three years, 126. No, no, no deal yet for Dame Lillard, who's finally asking out of Portland. No new, no deal yet for James Harden. Is he going to get traded? Are they going to keep him? You got the Lakers uh, kind of fortifying what they already have. What are you doing bringing that, bringing back D'Angelo Russell for two years and 38 million? I don't get that. But you have some other huge super extensions, Anthony Edwards. You got uh, Sabonis out in Sacramento, got a huge extension. Draymond Green back in Sac back in Golden State, that was a good move there. You got remember you got Chris Paul got traded to, to, to uh, Golden State, that's a good move there. The Celtics, they're kind of in the on the periphery of the Dame Lillard. Would they potentially trade Jalen Brown for Dame Lillard? Remember, Brown is is eligible for the huge two hundred fifty million dollar extension. You have to think about that. Remember, they're bringing in Porzingis as well, kind of their own big three. Would you trade Jalen Brown to potentially get Dame Lillard? If you're Philly, to me, if I'm Philadelphia, I figure out a way to make the Dame Lillard trade happen and figure out a way to get James Harden the hell out of town. You're going to have to give up Tyrese Maxey. I get it, to Portland, but I would give up Maxey. If I could give up Maxey, get rid of Harden and get some bench parts for Harden back from the Clippers, somebody like that, I would do that because I think I think Lillard and Bede and some ancillary parts could be really good in Philadelphia. Uh, I really think that, that that's a combination. I would not go move forward with James Harden. I just don't think that's a winning combination come playoff time. You'll win some games in the regular season, but I do not think that's a winning combination come playoff time. I think Lillard and, and Bede could get to the finals with some help. Um, again, you don't have to have a huge superstar number three. Get some good parts. For, for as part of the Harden trade, you do a three-way deal. Portland, um, Philly, the Clippers. I think you could get some good parts. Portland could get some huge draft picks um, <clears throat> and some other parts. Sleeper team in this whole Dame Lillard situation. A sleeper team potentially is the Utah Jazz. Remember, they got four number ones from the Minnesota Timberwolves last year for Gobert. They have a bunch of draft capital with Danny Ainge running the show in in, in Utah. They've got a pretty decent team. They got some young players, but a Dame Lillard in Utah. Remember, Dame Lillard went to college in Utah at Weber State. He likes that part of the country. He's a, he, he would be good in a smaller market town like Utah. But if you're Utah, 
Are you quite ready to compete yet? You got Laurie Markkinen. You got some other good pieces there. But are they quite ready to compete if they added Dame Lillard? Remember, Danny Ainge's got a ton of draft capital. Portland's looking for draft picks, high draft picks, multiple draft picks, and a couple of players. They got a youth movement going on in, in Portland. Remember, they got the Shaden Sharp kid. They drafted Scoot Henderson. They signed Jeremy Grant to a monster extension, probably way overpaid for him. But you still got, you know, you got to have some help there in Portland. Um, interesting to see where Dame Lillard, he wants to go to Miami, but to me, Miami just doesn't have enough firepower to send back. To me, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson ain't enough to go back to Portland. Caleb Martin, Duncan, I mean, Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin ain't enough to go back to Portland. I'm not making that trade if I'm Portland. And if you're Portland, you have to get as much as you can get. You cannot guarantee Dame Lillard, I'm going to get you to Miami. You, if you're Portland, you've paid Dame Lillard a crap load of money over the years. You've been very good to him. You have to get as much draft capital, as much on-court capital as you can get for Dame Lillard, whether that's Philadelphia. To me, the best trade is to make is Philadelphia. You get a young guy, Tyrese Maxey, who you can extend if you're Portland. You get a young guy, you'll get some draft picks as well. That's the best player you can get for a trade scenario. Maybe Jalen Brown if it's the Celtics. That'd be the one caveat if you're if you trade for Jalen Brown. Do you want Jalen Brown or do you want Tyrese Maxey if you're Portland? Interesting decision. If you're the Celtics, do you trade Jalen Brown and some other pieces to Portland to get Dame Lillard to match up with with Porzingis and Jason Tatum? Interesting, interesting, interesting moves to be made if you're the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, so there's your NBA activity. Remember, the NBA announced they're going to have their, their in-season tournament in November, December. Final Four is going to be in Vegas in early December. Uh, the format of the tournament has not been announced yet, and what the reward of winning that tournament is not yet. It's going to be a lot of money. Players are going to get a lot of money for, for winning the tournament. Uh, but we'll, we'll see the details as they trickle out. So there's your updates. Wimbledon going on. First few days of Wimbledon. Uh, no humongous upsets. Coco Golf got beat on the women's side. No huge upsets on the men's side. Um, hopefully, the Wimbledon will, will get a good will get a good second week with a lot of the uh, higher ranked players hanging around. Um, you got Djokovic going for the Grand Slam. Two, you know, halfway home. Uh, Alcaraz, maybe a couple of American names. Tiafo, Francis Tiafo, maybe he can make a little run. Maybe a guy like Andy Murray can make a little run. Finally healthy again. The British, uh, multiple time major winner, won Wimbledon several years back. Be, it'd be a cool scene to see him in the mix in, in week two in, 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 in Wimbledon. But again, uh, Wimbledon underway in England. Hope everybody, again, <clears throat> had a great 4th of July weekend. And again, Peter Blake coming up right after the break here. Uh, talk from the sports web down here. Going to talk about some NFL suspensions, some NFL training camp storylines, and some MLB trade deadline chatter talking about the Rays and some other teams around the league, who's going to make a move and for who, and Shohei Otani. Will he be traded? Yes, no, maybe, and to who. All with Peter Blake coming up right after the break here on the Powers on Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. And now a word from Titan Home Lending. Are you in the market to purchase your first-time home, relocate to the state of Florida, or just purchase that second home or investment property? Well, if so, Titan Home Lending can help you get financing for that new home purchase. 
reach out to Jason Powers, 205-790-1404, and I can help you get pre-approved in less than one day. A pre-approval is critical in order to make that offer on your home. You want to know how much of a home you can make an offer on, and getting a pre-approval will allow you to do that. From an FHA, VA, conventional loan, jumbo loan, bank statement loans, there are numerous loan options out there to help you get into your house of your dreams. You can also renovate. You can do a renovation loan, which will allow you to make home improvements and finance the costs into the loan. So reach out to Titan Home Lending anywhere in the state of Florida for your next home purchase. 205-790-1404. Now a word from our partners at Print and Marketing Solutions as well as Star Alvarado, our realtor here on the podcast. If you have any buying and selling needs anywhere in the Bay Area, reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. She can help you on the selling side or the buying side of any real estate transaction here in the Tampa Bay area. From St. Pete to Tampa to Wesley Chapel and anywhere in between, reach out to Star Alvarado, 813-538-9572. And Print and Marketing Solutions, my guy Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887. Todd's located on the corner of Line Ball and Gun Highway over in Carrollwood. Todd can help you with all of your print and supply needs, corporate events, golf tournaments, signs and banners, marketing pieces, color copies, anything in between. Todd is your print and marketing specialist. Again, print and marketing specialist, Todd Tedesco, 813-498-2887. All right, welcome back, Powers on Sports Podcast. We are joined by my man my tag team partner during the football season co-host of the no quarter given podcast i'm a guest on his show the sports web uh, all over uh social media and online peter does a couple of shows a week peter blake host of the sports web the re- evolution of sports talk media here in the Tampa Bay area he covers the bucks the lightning the rays usf and all things in between. Welcome in, Peter Blake. It's good to be back, my friend. And I tell you right now, every time you come on my show, and we got to get you on the show more often, we should, we get like all kinds of crazy phone calls. Like it's five, six calls at a time. They want to talk to you. They don't want to talk to me. They want to talk to the power man himself, Powers on Sports Podcast, Jason Powers. It's good to be back, my friend. Appreciate it. It's about three weeks to training camp. I know you're getting excited about that all over the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's especially here in the Tampa Bay area. We got our big question is who's the quarterback going to be down here in the Tampa Bay area? Is it one Baker Mayfield? Is it Kyle Trask? That's going to be the interesting question down here in Tampa Bay and training camp. Uh, we're going to talk a little a couple of things. I want to get your thoughts on a couple of big picture NFL topics, mm-hmm. a couple of MLB topics, trade deadline coming up here. I know you're you, you're a big proponent of the Rays. You got some strong comments on the ownership down here. So I want to get your thoughts on that. But first, how many hot dogs could you eat if we had if we gave you a 10-minute time limit? I know you like to eat, brother. You like the chicken wings and the pizza and all that stuff. How many dogs could you put down if you were in a contest and you had to do it for 10 Look, minutes? I'm not, I'm not putting down 62. Okay. I'm gonna tell you right <laughs> now. And after watching that hot dog eating contest yesterday. Jason, I didn't want to eat any hot dogs at all. It made me sick to my stomach. Uh, Just imagine what that commode was feeling about three uh, hours later in New York. 
I, I mean, and they had a sports science thing on ESPN some couple years ago where, and, and I get it, they may not be athletes. They may be athletes, in your opinion. I don't know how they have to train themselves. But a normal stomach can't handle all those hot dogs, all that sodium, all that cholesterol, right? It's the walking heart attack. But these competitive eaters, you know, hats off. They train their bodies to eat as many hot dogs as they can so their stomach is, you know, it, 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 can handle that so to answer your question the most hot dogs i ever ate in my life i think was like could you get to 10 i think i get maybe 10 maybe maybe 10 10 minutes the clock's ticking see i I, like you sit there and you watch it like they're not just eating the hot dogs jason they're eating the bun they're putting the bun in the water like it just looks so gross to me now (laughs) like i I'm, I, I wanted a hot dog yesterday, and then I turned on the hot dog eating contest, and I was like, nope, I think I'll eat something else. I'll probably eat a cheeseburger instead, maybe some fish or maybe some chicken. I'm not going to eat, uh, you know, any uh, hot dogs. Now, wings, wings, all bets are off. I'm going to eat as many wings as I can. How many, how many wings could you put down in 10 minutes? I, I think I could probably – you've seen this before. I think I could probably put down 25. Okay. 25, maybe 30. Depending on, and if it's, <laughs> if it's boneless, no, we're talking wings. Well, I mean, like yeah. wings. I'm, I, I think you've seen me before, man. When I'm hungry, I'm hungry for sure. You're not afraid to eat. You're not no, afraid to put it down. Not. Definitely not. You got to keep the definitely. figure in shape for your lady friend, man. Right, exactly. I got to do that. <laughs> I'm getting up there in age, so. In all seriousness, people don't realize this eating professional eating is a they have a league it's not just the the fourth of july comp competition there's it's a, it's a series of events around the country and different foods yeah. i think some, some it's like barbecue and brisket somewhere some places and other places it's different stuff so it's not just all hot dogs and it's a, it's a, actually a league these guys travel around the country and do different events in different cities and eat different foods it's i mean and i guarantee you joey chestnut's probably making a million dollars a year in endorsements and prize money and all that stuff I'm just wondering who can stop him. You know, who yeah. can stop the guy with 16 straight mustard belts there? Uh, his record <laughs> is with 76, his record. I mean, is, is there anybody that's ever going to surpass that guy? Is he going to die of a heart attack? That's, uh, that's going to be the interesting question is down right. the road. What is at that what point right. will the health health at some point, you know, down, and he's a young guy. He's probably, he's probably late thirties. He might be close to 35 to 40, probably. Yeah. Did you see what his lifespan is? And there's women in that competition too. Yeah, actually, the women's division. Oh, sure. Nine time. Our name is uh, Miko or Mika Soto, and her husband actually lives in Port Ritchie. So oh, really? there's, there's some local flavor here. Maybe we can <laughs> on the sports web and talk about competitive eating. But I'm just amazed by it. Like my hats are off. You can make fun of them all day long, but it takes a lot of a sacrifice. There, it's a lot of sacrifice to do what they do. And it just made me sick. So answer your question, chicken wings, probably more than hot dogs. All right, let's get to the gridiron. You're our, our favorite place to go. NFL training camp right around the corner. A uh, couple of stories I want to get your thoughts on before we get to training camp. The gambling scenario that we you know we saw suspensions last week announced by the league. Several guys, actually one guy, the uh, Nicholas uh, Petit Friere, Tennessee, Tennessee Titans offensive lineman, went to high school here in Tampa at Berkeley prep. One of the guys that got six games, you know, there's, you know, the, the variety of suspensions. There were six game suspensions. There was an indefinite suspension for a couple of guys for the Colts. Obviously we saw the story trickle out in the last month or so about hundreds of bets were being made last year 
uh, in the facility and stuff. What are your thoughts in general about the gambling policy that the NFL is trying to put forth here? Well, it needs to be put forth, but it's disgraceful that you're talking about NFL football players in a competitive sport with all the integrity in the world. And there's a possibility of ruining that integrity with these type of bets. And it just makes you think with Isaiah Rogers from the Colts, you know, the greatest comeback in NFL history happened against the Minnesota Vikings. What if he put that prop bet in the second half? What if he bet on that game? What if it's the reason now that doubt is going to be in your mind? And before people say, what's well, not a big deal? It is a big deal because it takes the integrity out of the game. You don't know. Who would know more than what's going on in your own team? Would that be called insider trading? That would be illegal. That's illegal in the stock market. That's illegal uh, in the NFL because he and, would know if Jonathan Taylor is going to be out with an injury. And more so, there's so many guys that are around the league that are friends. You don't think there aren't text message chains of, hey, how is uh, so-and-so? Is he going to play Sunday for the 49ers? But, you know, guys that know each other all in different teams, that's – you're right. That To me, that's a big part is the insider injury information that you're going to be able to get from your people that you know in the league, your friends, guys you went to college with. They're on different teams. Yeah, and because the NFL mentioned that, no insider information, you kind of think that maybe this is going on, which is frightful. And people go, well, it's just sports, you know, sports entertainment. <clears throat> that's the problem. This is not wrestling. This is not AEW. This is competitive sports. And once you take that integrity out of it, uh, then it becomes something different. And that is the whole reason why the NFL in the first place, yeah, it's great uh, for the league as a whole to have all that money, uh, from DraftKings and all these, you know, betting casinos, Caesars, and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, all of it. Well, and and but you know, my co-host Harry the Greek said it best. He got on the soapbox. I love to gamble. I love this and love that. But it is a bad thing when professional sports, especially in football, embraces the gambling aspect. Should guys in the league, should NFL guys in the league, if they choose and it's legal where they live, should they be able to bet on basketball or baseball or non and non football games? No. Why even take the chance? Because you don't know. You don't. And I was looking back the other day at Pete Rose, right? And the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame because he gambled. Well, what did he gamble on? Well, he lied for so many years. He never gambled on his team. And then finally, he said, "Well, I gambled on my team to win." Well, how do you know? I don't want any doubt. And if the NFL has any doubt and the fans have any doubt, then we got some problems. And for me, if the NFL really wants to take the gambling aspect out of it, number one, they're going to have to drop all their sponsorships. That ain't happening. They ain't doing that. Because that's going to affect their bottom line. Or two, you make it abundantly clear to these players in the league that are coming in, there is no betting, no gambling on any sports at any time. And if you do get caught, you get kicked out of the league for a long time. And I'm saying – uh, it's going to cost you a paycheck. It's going to be a year or more. And if they do it again, you're banned from the league. That's how you're going to take it out. And it's, you know, that may be, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That that may be, you know, hypocritical from the NFL standpoint because they are in bed with gambling right now. But you've got to protect the league's integrity. And if you don't do that, then again, you've got some problems coming down the road with people saying, well, that Shouldn't the, right argue, the players aren't, aren't the players going to make the argument. Well, why are you taking all this money NFL? If, if, if it's legal where I live, if I live in the state of whatever, pick the state that it's legal. Why can't I make a bet on the, on the, on the uh, Rutgers in college football? Why can't I bet on Ohio state? Or why can't I bet on the New York Knicks in the college in NBA game? Because if it's it, legal where I live, 
Right. If it's legal where you live, right, you got a point. It's almost like what, with marijuana for so many years? I mean, they were against marijuana, and now it's become it – They don't even test for it. They tell you right. when they're going to test for it once a year. Do you think there is a possibility where the NFL actually has that mindset where they don't care what you I, – I, I can never see that, but you're exactly right. They are hypocritical. So it's a tough situation. My thing is, and what I'm really discouraged by, was the report from Pro Football Talk that there's actually a superstar out there, Jason Powers, who lost $8 million in gambling. Who is that, and how do you lose $8 million? And I guess you kind of think, did he throw any games? Was there point shaving? Is it the reason why you saw so many calls last year? Are the refs in on it? Are the owners in on it? Are the coaches in on it? Are the family members in on it? Now, the one good thing stuff. about the one good thing I'll say about the gambling side of this now that it's legal in so many places and that it's online is that it can be tracked. Whereas right. you're not betting with your local guy around the uh, in the neighborhood and you meet him at the bar on Tuesday and pay him, where it's all off the books. At least it's all through website. If it's if it's through a website, it can be traced. Nevada Athletic Commission, all the different athletic, co- uh, the casinos. The good thing is they can trace that stuff, and it can be di- de- diagnosed to where it's coming from, who made the bet, exactly what time of the day, where were you when you made the bet. So those things that that makes it a good thing to 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 thwart the possibility of it being point shaving and things like because that kind of stuff comes up in a hurry in a heartbeat any kind any kind of trigger in these software systems that say well peter blake nfl player just put a hundred thousand dollars on a game that's going to be a massive red flag and those kind of things can be thwarted whereas if you're betting with your local guy or if you're if you're eight million down to the mafia that can't be tracked it's much hard it's much easier to influence a guy to potentially throw a game well, again, that comes into play, and you've opened all that up now. You've opened everything up. You've opened up the the, the mob, uh, Vegas, casinos, who's in on it, who's not in on it. Uh, and I kind of want to be naive about this in that, remember the home run chase, right? It was a great thing for baseball at the time. Yeah. We didn't know anybody was juicing, but then you find out, and it kind of ruins your whole mindset on the whole deal. I want the same thing to happen here. I'm right. hoping – that nothing comes out, Jason, about more gambling with players, but I feel like uh, it, it's going to happen more and more. And so the question is, once the first big name guy gets suspended, the first stud quarterback or stud running back or stud receiver, because right now there hasn't been any big. Calvin Ridley was a de- he was the he's been the biggest name so far, and right. that was a year ago. But what's going to happen if a, if an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes or a big name Joe Burrow kind of guy gets suspended gets dinged for something like that and if it is a superstar does the nfl take an easy on him because it is a superstar because history shows that they do kind of take it easy on their superstars if it's just a you know fringe player that'll be the that'll be the litmus test that will be the litmus test i mean we'll have something to talk about on the sports web and on powers on sports podcast that's for sure all right give me a storyline give me an overall nfl storyline that you're going to be interested interested in heading into training camp you got Camp starting in about three weeks for most everybody. Yeah. Give me a storyline that's going to be of interest to Peter Blake. I mean, I think it's obvious that we're watching what's going to happen with the quarterback situation with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, but I'm kind of looking forward to what's going to happen in that AFC East with Aaron Rodgers, right? right. Coming to the Jets, does he make them like Tom Brady? Does he make them a Super Bowl contender? How about the Buffalo Bills and, 
Now, Josh that Allen drama. and saying, oh, it's been overblown. No, it's not. And we <clears> know what distractions can do to a team. What if the Miami Dolphins with the weapons? So that division overall would definitely be a storyline for me. And the Lions. I think everybody's kind of curious, yep. right? Yep. They're opening up versus the Kansas City Chiefs. They're everybody's darling. Everybody's picking them to get to the playoffs. You know, can they duplicate that effort from last year where they were one game away from being uh, in the playoffs? So uh, those are my kind of stories that I'm focusing on. I'm going to give you one. I think the, dom- the, the, the power of the AFC versus the lack of power of the NFC. Everybody thinks the AFC is loaded from probably 1 to 10. You could name yeah. 10 teams that you could make an argument for, whereas the NFC, you got Philly and San Francisco, and then who's next in line? Right. Who's going to rise up? People think, can Dallas do it? Can somebody from the NFC South with New Orleans, can a guy like Chase, I mean, Bryce Young in Carolina make a move? Can Chicago with Justin Field? That, to me, that's going to be the interesting thing is what what handful of teams from three to seven in the NFC can rise up? Can the Buccaneers potentially make a move? What team that we're all not, we're sleeping on can make a move in the NFC? Well, don't ask Jason McIntyre of Fox Sports. He thinks the Saints are going to win not only the NFC South, but the NFC overall with Derek Carr. And I I get it, but you got Dennis Allen there. If it were Sean Payton, that would be one thing. But Dennis Allen, what has he done in his coaching career? They have the defense there. They have some talent. They're going to be without Kamara for a little bit there. I don't know how that's going to affect the team. So I'm not sure who's coming out of the NFC, but the AFC is completely loaded, especially with young talent talking about not only Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Tua, uh, plenty yeah, Lamar, of Lamar. Lamar Jackson with some weapons now. With with uh, with uh, Todd OBJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who's and can Tua and can Tua stay healthy in Miami? Right. Todd if if, he, if Todd they can Monk. keep him upright in Miami, yeah. look out. Well, and, and do they get Dalvin Cook? Who right. Gets Dalvin Cook. Who gets DeAndre Hopkins? Right. I mean, do the Buffalo Bills? Do they make Stephon Diggs happy? Because that was the big-time question mark. The reason why Diggs is so unhappy with the Buffalo Bills, he took a price cut because he was on the impression they were going to go after DeAndre Hopkins. Well, what's that do to Gabe Davis on the other side? Do they give in to Diggs? Because it seemed like you always had to give in to Diggs. He's a diva. He's wide receiver. Thank God for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Jeez. Professional wide receivers. But because most of those wide receivers are divas, and Diggs is one of them. All right, if you're fans here, again, Peter and I host the No Quarter Given podcast, which is a Bucks centric podcast. We will be having a, we will be putting out a pre-training camp podcast here in the next week or so, kind of giving an, out, an outline of the offseason program, who's who's new to the, you know, dra- over overlooking looking over draft picks, kind of a, tra- a training camp preview. So be on the lookout for the No Quarter Given podcast, part of the BuckPower.com podcast network. Peter and I will be hosting that again this year. And we'll be also doing some uh, plenty of stuff here on the on the Powers on Sports podcast, NFL stuff leading into training camp. All right, I want you to promote your program. Tell me where they can find all your great stuff before we get to my MLB couple NFL MLB points I want to talk about. Absolutely, it's a sports web alive on Facebook and YouTube. Go and like and subscribe to the sports web. Go to I Love St. Pete, the Hub, and Amped Up Sports. As always, it's the evolution of sports talk television. And tell everybody about your, you, you got a great little project you starting as well. If other people are interested in doing some, some online production stuff that you're going to, you, you'll be able to help them on that side. If they have an interest in some help, correct? Yeah, absolutely. PHB studio network, uh, bring your broadcast to life. If you want a live podcast or 
uh, a recorded uh, podcast or a live streaming show or commercial production or anything at the end of the day, you can definitely get it done with phbstudionetwork.com. Go there. The prices are all there. Professional equipment. Of course, I'll be producing most of all of it. And I'll, and I'll say this, uh, Peter. Peter's been fantastic with the production side of things. He's He's got camera equipment. He's got he's really good on the technical side. We've done some live remotes last year at some different places, and Peter Peter knows what he's doing as far as setting all that stuff up and getting us on getting us on the air and good quality. You can see if you're watching us on the on my YouTube channel, uh, you see he's got logos in the background. He, he does a great job with what he does, and and uh, so definitely if you're in, in, interested in that kind of stuff, definitely reach out to Peter on that. All right, get you out of here on a couple MLB notes. As we're about to we're about the All Star break. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand the All Star game. I got no interest in that. Uh, are you inter- Are you a fan of the home run derby at all? I know we got some local flavor with Randy Arozarena in it. Pete Alonso, who's a Tampa guy for the Mets, is in it. Give me your thoughts on the All Star weekend. Are you a fan of the game, home run derby, or neither? Absolutely a fan of it because it's the first Major League Baseball game I went to when I was 16, 17 years old and care of the human lottery ticket, as we talk about, Mr. Uncle T.J. Reeves actually <laughs> won a ticket to a Legends game, got George Foster at the time, who I didn't know much about. If he won the home run derby contest, I would win all expense tickets to Texas Arlington Stadium to see the All-Star game in 1995. True story off of T.J. Reeves and his radio show, 820, the team. So I absolutely love the All-Star game just because of that fact, but I want to see Tampa Bay guys do well here, especially Randy Rosarena. And I tell you right now, if he does well, I want to see Wander Franco congratulate him. Enough with this drama. Save that <laughs> drama for your mama. Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, hugging with Randy Rosarena, winning the home run derby contest. That's what I want. Interesting thing is we at the halfway point of the MLB season, we got a lot of small market teams that are in the mix. We have the Reds, the Rays, uh, Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee's in it, Minnesota's in it. Um, you know, Miami, the Marlins are playing really well. Whereas, and you got some of the huge market teams, the Padres, the Mets, not playing worth a flip. They'll probably be sellers at the trade deadline. And the small market teams, the Rays, the Reds, Baltimore is another example. They might be the buyers at the deadline. Talk about that, that kind of change as we approach the trade deadline. Well, I love it, and it was music to my ears when the Rays general manager and Peter Bendix came out and said, we're going to go all in. This paraphrasing, we're going to do everything we can to make this team get over the top and go to the World Series. I love it. I hope the Rays make a big-time move. I hope they kill the Yankees and the the Blue Jays and the Orioles and the Red Sox. Kill all the, the big market teams. Make the move. Go all in like the Tampa Bay Lightning. Go all in like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And about the small market teams finally making that move, you know what? It's great for baseball. It really is. Parity is prevalent in yep. baseball. We talk about it in football. It's good for the player development. Good player yes. development. Yes. All right. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a scenario, and we'll get your thoughts. You've been very critical of the the, the raised ownership. I have. Um, I'm going to give you a trade scenario. I want your thoughts. Would you do this? The Angels, now in major freefall. Mike Trout out for two months. Rendon, Otani is going to be a free agent. All indications are he's not going to re-sign with the Angels. If you're the Rays, would you give up your top three, two to three minor league prospects probably, and plus a major league player, a decent major league player, 
to rent Shohei Otani for two months. He ain't signing with Tampa. He's not signing with Tampa in the offseason. It's a two-month rental. Would you sell your soul to some degree? The Rays are known for their, their minor league system. Would you go all out and give up your best two prospects and a player or two or three, you know, a couple players and two pros, your best two prospects for Shohei Otani? Absolutely. You do it because you know what? When you sell your soul and you win uh, that World Series, uh, you get Shohei and you say, you know what? You can pitch, you can hit down here. You're in the confines of uh, Tampa Bay here in St. Pete. It's a great atmosphere. And even though you're not going to get paid, uh, you're going to win a World Series. And you know what? If you win that World Series, I don't think you can convince him. But uh, He ain't knows? staying. I don't care if they win the World Series. Well, I'll he, tell you right the now. The Rays can't afford to pay him $600 million over exactly 10 years. Right. You're exactly right. And again, this most likely will not happen. But if it did happen, you go all in. You convinced the city of St. Pete, the city of Tampa. When you win a World Series, now you deserve a new stadium. Absolutely go all in. And you know why, Jason Powers? Because you have faith. You have faith in this Rays ownership. And I know I, I've been very... You've been you've killed them. I have. You've you killed them. You know and what? I've been on the other side of it. I've defended them a little bit. You're exactly right. But, you know, they're coming over to the dark side now. They're ready to make that trade, make that big-time trade. You can develop some players at the end of it. Shohei Otani is probably the best player. No, probably about it. The best player right now in Major League Baseball. You had a chance to get him. You give up a couple of prospects, possibly a player, maybe a Brandon Lau. I'm just saying I don't think he has a value, but maybe that's a player you give up with the salary. I go for it all day long. I'm with you. I think I think that's an interesting scenario if you're a Tampa Bay Rays. Mm -hmm. This is a chance because, one, the moment you got Shohei Otani, your ticket sales would double. For the yep. remainder of the season, you would have twenty-five to thirty thousand in that in that arena in that stadium every night. It would be sold out every time he pitched, every yep. time he started, and to answer the critics like yourself, you then could never you could and his salary, what he would be owed the rest of the year, is not outrageous because he's not. I mean, he's making a good living, but he ain't. He's not making fifty million dollars a year. No. So what you would have to pay him for the last two months is very manageable in what you would recoup in merchandise, ticket sales, and all the rest by bringing him in would more than pay for what you'd have to pay to get him. I think that is a team because they have the minor league players and they're so well-respected around the league of developing minor league players. I think if I'm the Tampa Bay Rays, I offer up my best three minor league prospects and a, and a, and a marginal major league player, which, you know, what, some, figure out what the angels need, whether it's an infield or a pitcher. And I go for broke with Shohei Otani for two months. What about a Mike Trump? Well, he's hurt. And, and you'd have to absorb his contract. He's got like six or seven more years at $40 million. And the race can't do that. I'd rather go for Shohei for two months, roll the dice because you would be the center of the baseball world yeah. if you if you went and got Shohei Otani for two months and you're already the top team in the American League. Wow. What kind of impact would that have on the Tampa St. Pete market? Sellouts every day, every night, even on Tuesday and Wednesdays. I don't think there It'd would be. It'd be Tom Brady times two. It would be Tom Brady times ten. That's how unbelievable a player he is right now. I mean, where's his weakness? He I'd roll the I'd roll the dice if I'm the Rays. Oh my gosh. 
go for it. Do it. I don't think I, there's a general manager out there that wants to trade with the race. Well, no, the, if Anaheim's out of it, they want the best package they can get. Sure. And if they can get the Rays' top three prospects, mm. knowing the, the history that the Rays had to have at developing players and a, and probably a major league player too, I think that I think this would be the place because you know the the likely candidates are the Dodgers, Yankees, but again, this is a rental. We know he's not signing here. It's right. a two month rental. Well, uh, and on the other side here, if the Angels, even if they are out of it, do you get rid of them? Can you sign him? Can you convince him, or do you trade him to a team like the Dodgers and like the Yankees? And if a team like that picks him up. Like the Dodgers, does that automatically put them World Series? Oh, they 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 jump they jump up a couple notches. That's scary in itself. I mean, that's I, why if you're the Rays, right. you're, you're you're in first place. This is your this is your legitimate chance. You've yeah. got the offense this year. You've got pitching. Now you can go get the absolute executioner here to get you over the hump. To me, I I I do it if I'm the Rays. It wouldn't even take me that much time. Make the trade. Peter Blake, you would even go to a game now, right? Oh, I'm still going to games. I just haven't gotten a chance to go to a lot of games this year because, you know, I'm working on a new business and everything else. But absolutely, I would go to games with Shohei Otani. I don't even think we could get a ticket to go to a game. We need that, to go to a game here. Me and you, our tag team partner in the we world. Do. We do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great stuff, Peter Blake. Thanks Thank for the insight. Absolutely. Keep up the great work. We will be in touch soon. And again, check us out. If you haven't already done so, hit subscribe on the Powers on Sports podcast. Go to the Sports Web on Facebook for Peter Blake. Go to his, uh, you know, you can subscribe. The great thing about the Sports Web, you can call in. I don't care where you are. All over the country, you can call into the Sports Web. Peter talks NFL, baseball, basketball, big wrestling guy. Talk to me about the guy that died the other day. You had a wrestling guy die the other day, right? Uh, Yes. Darren Drozgover. Yes, Drozdoff, he was a former NFL player for the Denver Broncos, and his thing was he was puke, and he was actually in the movie Beyond the Mat, which took you behind the scenes of Mick Foley and, and The Rock yep. and ECW, and he was one of the featured wrestlers, and the reason why he got a job is because he could actually puke, and he did it in front of Vince McMahon. Consequently, like a month later, he had a terrible accident with... In, a ring, in the ring. It was in an the in, ring. It, yes. Paraplegic paraplegic and he just died yes sir yeah so peter Sad. talks all that great stuff you can again you can call in the show you can send comments again peter and i we he does a great job multiple times a week he has his show on find it on facebook the sports web with peter blake again no quarter given podcast part of the buckpower.com podcast network shout out to my our guy paul stewart over in yeah. england so uh that'll be coming out here as we get towards training camp so great work peter blake thanks for the time Yes, sir. Can you give me some new new walk-up music, please? I got your walk-up music. What do you want for walk-up music so we don't get copyrighted? Just, just, no, Nikola, just no Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> I, give, I like the Nikol, like Nikolai Volkov, but <laughs> I got the Florida State. I got the Florida State music. I can give you that. There you go. We just, yeah, I, I, I trust you, man. Just give All me some right. good stuff. I got you. I'll, I'll give you the Nikolai Volkov again. All right. Appreciate you finding <laughs> us on the Power Sun Sports Podcast. Find Peter Blake on the sports web. Till next week, we'll see you next time on the Powers on Sports Podcast. Have a great week and have a great, safe weekend. Thanks again for listening to the Powers on Sports Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever podcast platform you are hearing us tonight. Remember, you can reach out to us on Twitter at JPO Sports. 
So we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, suggestions for future episodes. And again, thanks for all the support. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues, and we'd love to see you back next time for the next episode of the Powers on Sports podcast. Have a great week.